0: and welcome to Accepted Secrets of New York City School Admissions with Alina Adams, author of the ebook, Getting into New York City Kindergarten. I'm Victoria Chapman, helping to take us through this morass of the New York City school system um, admissions process. Um, Alina, how are you? I'm good.
1: Today, I'm here to talk about the fact that most New York City parents are still in a holding pattern. The parents that have been waitlisted at their zone schools, still haven't heard whether they're going to get off the wait list. Parents whose children qualified for gifted and talented programs still don't know where their children are going to go. And those two things are, of course, connected because once the gifted and talented results come out is when the wait lists begin to move because space will open up in the general ed schools. On the periphery are parents who are wait at private schools, charter schools. Everyone is waiting for the list to start moving, but as of now, not much is happening.
0: It's like a chain in a conveyor belt.
1: Absolutely. it's I, I compare it to a seismic shock, you know, with an earth. <laughs> quick there's the epicenter and then you have all the ripples on the side
0: okay and we also um talked about uh how to transferring your child from private school to public school especially during a non-entry point year right that was the big thing last week that we covered that aspect okay so what about the flip the flip side
1: of it is that it's also possible to move from public school to private school. Parents have a lot of reasons for changing schools. The main one is usually that they, when their child is four years old and you're applying them, you really don't know what kind of learner they're going to be, what kind of environment they're going to need. But there's other aspects too. What I hear from most parents who are transferring a child from public school to private school is it might be that the class size is too large. Private schools tend to have a smaller class size. That the curriculum isn't challenging enough, that the public school could curriculum they think is sort of a basic general curriculum and they'd like something more. I've heard parents, for instance, even from a school like Hunter, where everybody thinks it's the be-all, end-all. I've had parents tell me that because it's a lab school and every teacher is kind of doing their own thing, they don't think the curriculum is particularly organized. So they'd like to move to a private school, where maybe they can see where the curriculum is going, or at least how it builds on itself—a spiraling curriculum. I've heard of issues of bullying. Not that you can't have bullying in private school, of course you can, but that's been another issue that some parents come up with. Um, I've also heard from a parent that the school urged them to. Have her child labeled special needs so that the child could get extra time on standardized tests and possibly get a higher score. She was very unhappy with that. So, the reasons for transferring a child from one school to another are really as varied as children and families themselves.
0: I can say, um, going into private school when I was in kindergarten, that um, one of the reasons my mother looked at it was because I had a medical issue. Mm -hmm. And she was concerned about me, she wanted me in a single sex school. Uh, She thought I would be better, they would be better equipped to handle the circumstance. And so that was why, even though she was a teacher in the public school system, she looked at the private (laughs) school system for me. Right. So many reasons.
1: Every parent, every child has their own story.
0: So what can you do um, when you determine that your dream public school isn't exactly the most optimal fit for your child? Can you move them into private school? How do you do that? Alina talked with someone who's going to let you in on how she managed to make that move when we come back. Welcome back to accepted secrets of New York city school admissions with Alina Adams. Now, before the break, we talked about a mom who managed to move her son from public school to private school. Pam Manassi had her son in one of the city's highest ranked public schools And this year, and pretty much every year, it's one of the schools we talk about, one with a wait list, but she wasn't happy with it. How did she secure a spot for her son at a private school? How was she able to afford it? Alina recently sat down and talked with her. Take a listen.
2: Hi, Pam. Welcome to Accepted Secrets of New York City School Admissions. Thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me, Alina. So let's talk about your situation. Your son started kindergarten at what's considered one of the top-ranked, one of the best public schools in New York City, and he was there for how many grades? He was there from kindergarten to third. So when did you start feeling that maybe this wouldn't be the right fit for him?
3: Well, it's... Started somewhat in second grade. Our kindergarten class was amazing. Our kindergarten teacher, our first grade teachers were amazing. And even though the class sizes were large, he was thriving and getting enough of the attention and learning what he needed to learn. And second grade um, was a, a quick turnaround in that the class size, um, not double, but we went from like 22 to 30 mm-hmm. with one teacher and she particularly was overwhelmed and she had never ha- handled such a large class by herself so that was part of the problem so so I think that was the first indication that he was maybe getting lost a little bit and then third grade he had two teachers um, in an ICT class and uh, he sort of got lost behind because I think the kids with major issues are given quite a lot of attention and then the other kids who just understand everything don't need any attention and then the kid who is surviving but barely surviving gets very little or no attention. Um, These particular teachers were online shopping and they were going online to make flight reservations and they were And this, of course, was reported to us by the kids in the class because they saw them doing it. That's, That's very disturbing to hear it was very disturbing. It was extremely disturbing to hear. And when we would go to our parent-teacher conferences, they had no information for us. No, and when I say no helpful, no not helpful, no nothing, there was no communication at all. We sat there for both of our parent-teacher conferences where they just said, okay, what would you like to know? They didn't take out material, they didn't take out work, they didn't discuss it. And... We had raised two other children already through a different public school, and we were shocked. We were not used to this at all. We were not used to teachers who were um, so uninvolved in the progress and the education of our, our child. So that was the first real light bulb and red flag. And and I realized that this was maybe not the environment that he was going to thrive in.
2: So how did you go about finding the environment that you thought would be a better fit?
3: This was just luck. It, it, it the beginning, at the beginning, very much luck. Um, I was on the phone with One of my closest friends whose daughter was at a private school, and she said – I said, do they make allowances for – because it's a – it happened to be a a Jewish-based school, and we were members of the synagogue already, Ah, mm -hmm. and they said – she said to me, no, there's no – Connection with you know the school and the synagogue as far as getting into the school and um no so I I um we kind of let that go for a second and mention it but let me call the school and just see maybe they need boys I think they might Mm -hmm. need boys in this grade and so I um she made a call and literally the next day I had conversation with the admissions director and this would have and been what time
2: of the year did you decide to do this early in your son's third uh, grade year towards the end when was it no towards the
3: end okay of spring in the spring and so i rushed jordan he had just taken all of the standardized tests and we were wiped from that the week later i had to take him for ERBs, which of course we hadn't worked or prepared for at all um totally different situation and and it happened quickly really quickly in our situation they happen to need boys mm-hmm. um and because they needed boys in third grade I had him basically repeat third grade because his birthday is um very early so in, in if he had gone into fourth grade he would have and he had been one of the youngest, and now he's one of the oldest. Right,
2: that is a key thing
3: that we have talked about before,
2: that often if a child has moved from public to private school, they might have to quote-unquote repeat a year. It's not so much repetition, because they're not doing the exact same curriculum, but the name of the grade is similar, and it's usually due to age. How did he respond to that? How did he feel about repeating a year?
3: You know, he at first might have been a little apprehensive, but once he realized that he was not going to be with kids who were much younger mm-hmm. than he. Right. It was just the reverse. You know, he would, had been in class with kids who were that almost a year older than he was. And so I think he just really recognized that he had not had a good education. Like, I think he understood that he had kind of missed out on that third grade year that was very crucial to his development, and I think he, he wanted to be able to experience that as well as we wanted to be able to experience that. And at first, it was a little awkward, I think, telling his friends at his public school that he was moving on. That he was going to go to, he was going to repeat the same grade. I think it was a little awkward, and a lot of times when he was asked, he was kind of caught up guard and wasn't sure if he should say fourth or third grade, but it was, I think he was very strong, but also now having gone into it and experienced it, um, it, this was definitely the right fit for him.
2: Now, moving from public school to private school all obviously comes with a financial component. How was it making that transition and how were you able to make it work?
3: Well, we were lucky and we did ask for financial assistance and this particular school is extremely generous. There are um, parents who can afford to pay. and then there are parents who can also afford to help, and then there's uh, so it's a very positive thing for us to be kind of transfer from one school to another and be able to have felt comfortable asking for scholarship and also receiving that scholarship happily. And you know, this is a school that they they want to give as much as they can to families in need who they really want to have as part of their community. And so we were lucky Jordy went and when he did his interview, he was he had a really spectacular interview. He, got along with everybody he connected with the teachers there he connected with the students there the students were friendly and welcoming and warm and so were the teachers so i don't think i think he felt better about going there right away because of that and then the the financial component i think we were also so taken with the school when we did our tour there that we would have probably, you know, hocked everything to to make it work if if we didn't get enough.
2: But it's nice that you didn't have to. It's always nice to be ready to, but not have to do all the hocking. Yes,
3: yes. And of course, we're offering as many services as we possibly can.
2: Now, let me ask you this. What advice would you have for a parent who's in a similar situation as you? They feel the public school is not working for their child, and they think private school might be the answer. What do you think they should
3: focus on, and what advice do you have for them? You know, I'm also a part-time teacher, and and I think this is a a private music teacher, and I think the the same goes for that situation. If you're not happy with your music teacher or your school, um, I say do not hesitate to think about the possibilities of moving. And... It could be a private school. It could be a charter school. It could be um, homeschooling. I think that if something's not working and your instinct as a parent tells you that, I think the best thing you can do for yourself and your child is not wait (laughs) and and make that change as as quickly as possible. And, you know, I was lucky. I got in in the spring, which is unusual and not – not and not usual, but, but there are a lot of people who move out, mm-hmm. change schools, change cities, and and go to Europe for a year, and then that those doors open at unusual times. And I would say that don't hesitate to also make those calls and just ask because you never know. Thank you so much. That is great advice.
2: We really appreciate you being with us today.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Okay, so. Earlier we talked about why you might wanna put your child in a private school, but it's also important why a private school might want your child
1: exactly because as Pam Manassi mentioned she happened to have been able to apply her son to a private school that was a girl heavy class so they needed a boy and I always stress to parents you never know what school is looking for a family just like yours they're always looking for diversity but diversity doesn't just mean racial diversity now racial diversity is great the fact of the matter is schools are always looking for qualified mm-hmm. black families for qualified latino families so racial diversity is very important I'm not going to try to belittle that but the The fact of the matter is it could be other thing it could be ethnicity it could be religion it could even be geography for instance a school downtown may not have that many kids from uptown Mm -hmm. or an upper east side school may not have that many families for brooklyn or queens so you really never know don't make the assumption that the school doesn't need a family like you that you won't qualify for some reason or that you won't fit in for some reason it's always worth a phone call it's always worth finding out because there will be a school out there that is looking for a family and a child exactly like yours
0: there's always hope.
1: Well there's oh. always hope and you know to talk about the money issue the fact of the matter mm. is some schools may not have the money but some schools will and the thing to remember is it's not too late right now as Pam said she transferred in the spring for kindergarten it's a little trickier although we did do a previous podcast where we talked about the fact that there are still private schools that have spots open for kindergarten but for later grades sometimes a school may not know until the spring if they have a space mm-hmm. because maybe a family hasn't told them that they're moving or that their financial situation has changed or a myriad of other things. So don't think that it's too late either because you're in third or fourth grade or because it's the spring or even the summer. Always make a phone call because you just never know. school It's not like you're going to see an ad that says, please, family, such and such, apply to this school. You really have to do the legwork yourself, but there are spots out there. There are always spots out there. And for the right family, they'll even make a spot for you.
0: That's good. I mean, and and, and that's true. The people are always life. Causes transitions all the time. People are moving in and out of town, in and out of state, um, changing geographical locations. And so, what might be right at this point may not be right, and that their loss may be your gain. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, while people parents stress and sort through their options for September 2016, we're already looking ahead to. A 2017 year. I cannot believe it. We're only in May and we're already looking ahead to 2017. Behind.
1: I always tell people 18 months, give yourself 18 months more if you're willing to consider moving. If you're willing to consider moving, give yourself at least two years because you want to find a school you're happy with and then you want to find a home you're happy with.
0: So if you're looking to get your child into kindergarten in 2017, this
1: you're is you're listening to the
0: right <laughs> podcast. If you know people who are looking to get their child into kindergarten in 2017 and they're not listening, tell them they need to start listening immediately as of next week.
1: Or, of course, if you don't want them competing with you, don't tell them about it at all. Shh. You'll be the only one who knows.
0: Be nice. I'm tell nice. Them. I'm
1: nice. I'm doing these <laughs> podcasts so everybody will know.
0: Next, because next week we're going to start talking about what to do this summer to help prepare your child for testing that they'll face in the fall.
1: Which is, remember, testing in September of 2016 is for September of 2017 entry.
0: As you say, it's what, about a year and a half process? 18
1: months easily, possibly two years.
0: So, like I said, parents, if you know somebody... Share the word. Spread the word. Tell them they need to listen.
1: And if they don't believe you, have them read my book, Getting Into NYC Kindergarten, because honestly, even my own mother didn't believe me. When I told her how hard it was to get into school in New York City, she thought I was making it up. So if people don't believe you, if they just say, oh, you know what? I love my zone school. I'm just going to apply to my zone school. Make sure they read my book. That'll put the fear of well, it'll put the fear of New York City kindergarten admissions into them. Okay, and your book has recently been updated? It has been. It's all reset for 2017. The links have been updated. The dates have been updated. Everything has been updated. You can go to www.alinaadams.com to both buy the book and to find out where I'll be speaking next in case you haven't heard enough from me and want to hear from me in person. Okay.
0: I'm just going to ask again, what is your expertise in this?
1: I have three kids, and I survived the process, and I have had kids in single-sex private schools and co-ed schools and gifted schools and religious schools. I've tried pretty much everything, so
0: I know what it's like. She knows what it's like. All right, well, that wraps it up for today. Next week, summer test prep for kindergarten 2017 admissions. Spread the word. Have a good week.